Welcome back to About Last Night. I'm your host, Anna Wiest, an advocate for justice, with Francis Scarcella, reporter for The Daily Item. Small-town crimes sometimes go less noticed by the media and, therefore, the public. About Last Night is bringing these cases to the forefront to get the attention that they need and deserve. This season will cover several cases, some old, some new, all of which justice has yet to be served. It's a Sunbury woman who went missing uh, in April of 20. The missing persons case of Corey uh, The death of Matthew Hoy. The missing persons case of Tracy Crow. We are covering these cases and more. All small town crimes that we are bringing to the forefront. This is About Last Night, a true crime podcast. Produced by Harv Productions, LLC. Yesterday, in Union County, a jury was chosen for the trial of Merle Miller. Miller is accused of killing her husband, John Nichols. If you haven't already listened to it, head back to Season 3, Episode 4, to hear more about her case. We will be covering the trial when it occurs starting on April 18th of this year. Tell us what was yesterday. Uh, the jury selection for Merle Miller, one day, they got it done. I spoke with uh, Union County District Attorney Pete Johnson. Uh, he was pleasantly surprised that they got it done through the day. And we now have a jury in place, six men, six women. April 18th will be the start. So this is the trial that was supposed to happen at the beginning of this month and was canceled. Um, how long did the first jury selection take? Uh, I think that was a day, too. Was it? Is it well. day fast? Uh, normally, you can get it done in a day. Normally, but this is, uh, there was a lot of jurors in there. I think close to 300 that oh, were wow. in there in the pool. So mm-hmm. uh, they were able to narrow it down, and we're ready to roll now. Okay, so would you say April? April 18th. So All right. anything we get in the meantime, obviously, we will uh, bring to you. But Yeah. But... It looks like for now we're going to have a little bit of a lull and uh, be prepared. There's 30-some witnesses, they said, for the state. Wow. So, so you'll be at the trial. You'll, yep. be, you'll be there. I'll be there. I won't be in Italy, so. <laughs> Last week, I received the final determination in my right-to-know request to Northumberland County Children and Youth Services regarding documents that I requested pertaining to Arabella Parker. Arabella Parker was a three-year-old girl who was brutally beaten on October 10th, 2019 by her mother's boyfriend, Jared Burgess. She spent 44 days at Geisinger Medical Center in Danville, Pennsylvania, before she passed away on November 22nd, 2019. On August 10th, 2022, Harv Productions LLC filed a right-to-know request which was denied by the county. After it was denied, I appealed to the Office of Open Records, and on Thursday, the final determination was received. So, what day did I get it last week? Is it Thursday? I think so. 
Thursday, I think. I don't know. All I know is I got an email. I just remember I was in an interview yes, and on said, the phone. He said, on the phone, here, read this. <laughs> it was the 26th. So was that? Yeah, that was Thursday. And I'm on the phone. <laughs> and that comes up on my computer, uh, an email from the Office of Open Records. Attached, please find the final determination in this case. And I was like, oh, my God. So I got through my phone call, and then I'm opening this, and I'm trying to read it, and of course I'm reading it, and I'm like, what the hell does any of this mean? So just to uh, refresh, what what I asked for from Northumberland County Children and Youth in reference to the Arabella Parker case, any notes or reports on child welfare visits, calls to the County Children and Youth Agency pertaining to Arabella Parker, final reports on Arabella Parker, internal discipline reports to any caseworker pertaining to Arabella Parker, complaints filed by third parties seeking to have the condition of Arabella Parker investigated, any documents containing the name Harry, was that his name? Yes. Yeah, Harry Young. Yes. I have to refresh myself. I don't yes. remember all the names in yes. this case. It was a bit ago. Pertaining to Arabella Parker, all dates from January 1st, 2017 through the date of completed request and any social media messages to Samantha Dowcamp or Jared Burgess from any caseworker from January 1st, 2017 through date of completed request. That's the big one and that's the one you got. Yeah. So the county never answered. They just decided not to no. answer for some Even strange reason. We talked about last week how they reopened the deadline specifically for the county to submit something. Basically said, please give us something to consider. And they still did it. They didn't do anything. And the office mentioned that in this final determination. Several times. But we'll get there. So, going through this, basically... We were denied. Yeah, we were denied in part, granted in part. Yeah, you were denied... Uh, some documents that we didn't think we would get anyway. Uh, but at that point, we, you know, took a shot at take, getting everything. So the stuff that was denied is protected, and it has to do with uh, a child. Obviously, everyone knows who the child is. So, But mm-hmm. that's the law. You know, even without fighting it, they were going to be granted that that part of it. So, basically, we were denied the first part of what I just read, but... The ones we wanted, we won. Right, 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 right. But we were granted the internal caseworker discipline records if... Yeah, can you explain that? Because it's like, you can get them if they resulted in demotion or discharge. Correct. So if anyone... It basically is exactly what it says. Okay. Those reports will be if somebody was demoted over it, if they were fired over it, uh, if they left the agency over it. Uh, and to your knowledge, were there any? I think there was two. Cases? So it should be interesting. So to we see. should. We should get those. We should. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are to get those, and why? Why wouldn't we get them otherwise? Like if they didn't result in demotion or. Discharge? I think the office is saying that that's privileged personnel information. Okay. So. Uh, Only if it resulted in one of these, like, extreme actions. Correct. Would it be, like, of public concern, basically? That shows that it was of public concern. Of great public concern. Of great public interest. Yes. We'll be right back. Sholly Insurance Agency is an independent insurance company that has been family-owned and operated since 1985. 
When you enter their branches in Lewisburg and Sealands Grove, you will be welcomed by local agents who understand your needs and want to help you find the right coverage at the best price. Locally based and community oriented, Sholly Insurance will help you protect what you love. Head to sholleyagency.com for more information. Sholly Insurance Agency, we're here to help. After hearing from some of Arabella Parker's family members that children and youth workers were communicating with Samantha Delcamp and Jared Burgess, Arabella's mother and her mother's boyfriend, through social media messages, we also requested these messages from the agency. This part of our request was granted by the office. Then we get to the social media messages. That's a big one because that opens up a whole can of worms throughout uh, all the agencies that are communicating through social media uh, at any point because you're public. They're public. They're uh, shareable. They're allowed to be read by the public. The public is knowing what their tax dollars are going during a workday or any, you know, activities going on between employees and or subjects, and uh, this is going to be interesting to see. So I'm going to read right off of this final determination real quick. Regarding the request for social media messages, the county has provided no evidence in regard to these records, and there is no clear exemption that would preclude the release of such records. Under the right to know law, agencies have the burden of proving that records are exempt from access. Thus, to the extent that such responsive records exist, they must be released. So basically, they said the county didn't say anything that would tell us or that would argue that we shouldn't grant these records, that they shouldn't grant these records. You read that perfectly. That's exactly what it means. And now they have to produce them. So we wait. Uh, what, maybe another two and a half weeks, three weeks before things will start to happen. Yeah. It doesn't mean this is over by any means because no. the county can also, you know, file an appeal to the Office of Open Records and then you're going to land yourself up here in county court. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, or you can, uh, you can also appeal this decision on a couple of different things too, based on what you receive and end up in county court as well. So. For those that are waiting to hear patiently, just keep waiting patiently because it's, I don't, for some reason, I'm not thinking that it's uh, 100% over just yet. I think there'll be some. I think legal, there'll be some probably pushback. I think there's going to be some legal issues. I don't issues, think some legal the issues. county is probably happy. I'm thinking there are going to be some legal things coming up with it, and uh, you may find yourself on a witness stand. Oh, boy. So <laughs> so just to add to the social media messages thing, um, this says, the social media messages that must be released in response to the request are subject to redaction of minor information. So what does that mean? So that means if they use the child's name, it could be, or any child for that matter, but obviously everybody in uh, the world knows the name Arabella Parker, so that's who this case is about. So, yes, they are allowed to redact the name Arabella Parker. Inside. But that won't mean much to us in the, at really the end won't. of the day. No, because, you know, I mean, you can't assume that they're talking about Arabella Parker. Right, but, but you can we, assume that's what we if asked a caseworker so. is talking to yeah. the parents, they're probably talking about Arabella Parker, correct? Right. So, and I'm sure you'll report that, you know, uh, 
objectively on both sides once you start receiving and and reading whatever is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just to, to be clear, and I know we've talked about this off the air a million times too, this was not any uh, gotcha moment for the county or go get them from the county. This was uh, something that was of great public interest, not only to, you know, uh, people in the county, but people across the state and across the country who followed this case that got national attention and worldwide attention, and people want to know what you know, what's going on. And they also want to know how their money's being spent and, and who's watching the kids. And, and again... And I've said that from the very beginning when we started looking at this case. I said, we want to know. We just want to know how this happened. Like, what led up to this? It's a preventive measure more than... Uh, there's no gotcha here and, and stuff like that. And I think that's a lot of times, uh, you know, word I got out on the, on the street is, you know, uh, about this right to know is uh, how heavily involved I was and this, that, and the other thing. And then, honestly, this was your idea from the beginning, and we've said it. And uh, I made no... Uh, I, I was very clear in saying that, it, of course I helped you with it. I, I, I would have helped you with it uh, every day of the week. And again, I've had requests from people that just uh, have nothing to do with anything that have called me and asked me about advice on right to knows and everything. And, and again... There, this this right to know is done for a reason. There, 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 the law is very clear. It's to protect people. And if this was, and I think we've said this before, if this was, you know, Granny Smith down the street who wanted to find out something and then was just denied from the beginning and says, oh, well, I can't do anything, there's things you can do. And, and we've taken it to those steps to do that. Right. So another thing that is addressed in this document... Basically, in the brief that I submitted after I appealed to the office, um, we kind of mentioned the fact that the county hadn't told me that I could appeal to the office. Read that line. I'm a little (laughs) surprised. I kind of, I'm a little surprised. I mean, again, I have nothing but the ultimate respect for the Office of Open Records, but I was a little surprised with this. So the office uh, regarding this specific ask says... The requester asks the Office of Open Records to warn or sanction the county for failing to inform the requester of the right to file an appeal in the county's final response. The Office of Open Records lacks the authority to impose sanctions on agencies. However, the Office of Open Records may make a finding of bad faith where an agency refuses to comply with its statutory duties under the right to know law. You were a rookie at this and you asked me what is next so if you had not have known about that and and you didn't have someone there to help you with it of you course. would have walked away absolutely and that's where and i had a little bit of a disagreement well i don't they think do stayed in there right that we rectified it by no i don't think the office is denying saying like that we're wrong and asking they're saying we don't have the authority to do anything about it. If they don't have the authority, I don't know who does. That's That was new to me. That's why okay. I said I was a little surprised at that. But if you continue to... So have you way, ever seen the office? Issue bad faith? Yes, yeah. I've ha- I have. Okay. But if you scroll down now, it will say that the continued... Oh, yeah. Here, I, get, I see what you're saying now. The OOR acknowledges the county failed to notify the requester of its appeal rights in its response. However... The appropriate remedy for the lack of adequate notice was cured because the requester filed an appeal, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, but that that is what I'm saying. So had you have not known, this goes away and nobody's the wiser. Yeah, while the county should have provided the appeal rights in its response and should have participated in the appeal process, I, I personally, I like that little should have participated in the appeal process since the county sent absolutely nothing to the office. Anyways, the county's actions do not rise to the level of bad faith because it did initially respond to the request and based its denial on legal reasons. However, a continued pattern of similar actions could result in a different finding. Which is what? So doesn't that doesn't that sound a little contradictory to you? I mean, you're saying you can't sanction them for doing it, but then in the same breath coming back and saying, if you continue, there's going to be other measures. Right. Well, what are those other measures? I know those other measures, and those other measures may be taken by you down the road. What are those other measures? Well, let's leave that up to uh, interpretation for the people for, <laughs> till, till we see what happens in the next three weeks. Okay. But to be clear, the other measures, I mean, I'll tell you, you can file another, you can file something in the county courts. Right, right. Because they, it's a state law. I mean, at the end of the day, the agency broke the state law. Mm-hmm. And no matter what that is, I... I, from, I mean, I pulled it up, like... Way back when, right. when, well, I, when we were working on the brief, I pulled it up. It says cheap fine. It's, 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 they get oh, s- yeah. something meaningless, but it's not the fine that ca- it matters. It's the it's the part to show that the public can and will fight back and get mm-hmm. results, and that's where the win of this is. It's not the win to say, "Oh, we want to cost you so much money." It's, to... it's not that, right? Right. It's. Right. If I hadn't had um, resources like I do, I wouldn't have That's fought co- it. That's correct. And See, maybe that was their intention. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they just, maybe it just slipped their mind and they did forget to put. Twice? I'm I mean, giving them oh, the benefit. Mean, no, there is no. no benefit. There is no benefit of that. It's lazy. <laughs> it's very lazy to me. I mean, I, I just, it's do the right things. Follow the right procedures. We would have had to. And we didn't. If you remember, you forgot to hit the attachment. Oh, you yeah. Said that and it came back. No, I put it on, but I did it from my iPad and it didn't attach Correct. right. And they were like, oh, we never got the attachment. And I was but like, we did oh, it, But crap. we rectified it immediately. Right. So they were given the second opportunity to rectify it. Rectify it. That's all. And for me to see a young journalist like yourself have to go through that and not be able to, had you have not had resources, your, your party's over at that point and you don't know where to go from there. And the process is very long, as you see. It's a very long, mm-hmm. tedious project. And there's just, I, I do agree that there's definitely needs to be some sort of uh, more reform with the right to know. And the Office of Open Records needs to get needs to get more authority than what they already have. And I believe that a lot of them in there would, would take that authority. Uh, it's a group of lawyers who work for them and, and review all the, all the legal cases on it. We didn't cite one legal case. We cited the will of the people and the, and the, and the, and for the good of the people and the public interest for the people. That's, that's the, what we wanted to do. That's Mm -hmm. where we wanted to go with it. We don't want to say, you know, Johnson versus Smith. We don't care about Johnson versus Smith. We care about what the residents of this county and counties across the Commonwealth are paying uh, their tax dollars to services to see where that money and is going. We care about the kids of the county. We I mean, that's, the, that's even more so than we. I think we care where our money's going. We care about the kids of the county. Absolutely. At the at the end of the day. Absolutely, and that's where those records come in. I was just speaking about the more so about what people are doing right, at the time. Right. But yeah, I mean, when you first started this, your thing was to be an advocate for 
for the right reasons. And you've done that from day one. And this is just another clear example of uh, you going out and pushing the issue. Because I think from the beginning, way back when this case like first started, of course, there was a ton of media attention and there was a ton of publicity surrounding this case, but it was all really about Samantha Delcamp and Jared Burgess. Most of it from most media outlets sure. was about that. And from my from my point of view, just taking a broader look at it, I had to think about how everything else played into it that we allowed this to happen. Absolutely. And that's, you said that from the beginning. You wanted to make sure that nothing like this were to happen again. And that all stems down when you break it down in this little right to know because it shows all the documents. So how did this happen? How many reports came in? Why were the some reports here? What? Who's doing what? Why is there messages going out? It breaks it all down to prevent for the for the next time. Mm-hmm. Are you going to stop this from happening again somewhere? Probably not. No. But are you going to now make people aware of things that that happened and it could have been done? And hopefully, make people yes. want to do their do their jobs better. Correct. I'm not saying anybody didn't do their no. jobs. Just in general, along the boards, this is a, it's a good. I think it's a good exercise uh, for everybody, not just for for you, for me, but for the county as well. So, at the end of the day, and at the end of the document, within 30 days of the mailing date of this final determination, any party may appeal to the Northumberland County Court of Common Pleas. So, like we, I said, I think at wait. some point you may be on a witness stand. <laughs> that's my that's my educated guess at this point. Hopefully not. Hopefully it all works out and, and we don't have to go down that route, but we'll the see. clock is ticking. It is. And my understanding is the agency is also going through some transition at this point. Uh, really? Yeah, I found out that uh, the, the director, Katrina Gownley, has resigned for her position. Uh, it appears that she took a new job somewhere else. When did that happen? Right around the time of this. Uh, so, But I, my understanding is she took a job in another county. Mm-hmm. So we wish her well. She always answered the phone when we called and... We'll see. I mean, good luck. We wish her the best of luck, but I know that that's good, that the agency is going through some transition, plus add this on top of it all, so uh, plus a heavy caseload of children going through the system, and there's a lot of things we're going to be looking at, in, in not just in here, but in, in, in children and youth across the Commonwealth, especially for kids that are being placed. So there's a lot of things that I know that we talked about uh, off the record, and I just think that we certainly don't want any agency to think that we are being a pain by any means. It's all for the good of making things better. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Keep coming back to About Last Night every week to stay updated on these cases and more that we will be bringing soon. Stay tuned. <laughs>